Sup, Buzznet. In reference to the podcast here again. For another Freaky Friday. No. No, it's Murder Monday. Jeez. Yeah, you did Antarctica. I did, that's right. You fucked the whole thing. I did fuck the whole thing up. Oh, I... Okay. (laughs) I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. And I don't know what we're doing. The 1920 Wall Street bombings. Oh, that's right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. My sources. I don't. <laughs> I almost slid off my lap. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. Anyway, my sources were shockingly more history.com than Wikipedia. But I did use Wikipedia a little bit. No one's surprised? No one? No. Wow. (laughs) Not a single soul. All right. And technically, I suppose, a BuzzFeed article, but that's because it gave me this idea. Because I don't remember hearing about it, and if I did hear about it, I most definitely forgot. So, in a world in the 1920s, I didn't write that. This took place on September 16th, 1920, and was the second recorded terrorist attack in the 20th century in New York City, but the first one that was actually carried out. The first one was that conspirators were planning to bomb, wow, were planning to bomb J.D. Rockefeller's house, but the bomb blew up prematurely and killed the three conspirators and a renter in the model tenement building. Do you know what a tenement building is? Because I sure as heck didn't. No. Okay, so I did a lot of research, and nothing that I researched on it made any sense to me. And then I think it's kind of like a Hey Arnold house. You know how, like, all those random people just live there? Like a boarding house. Sort of, yeah. not children. Right. (laughs) Sort of. I don't know. But everything I saw said it was unsafe and crowded, and rooms had space for barely one person, but usually up to 12 typically lived there. That's unfortunate. Yeah, my house is meant for at least two people, and I hate when there's two people here. So, bad you're leaving. No, I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. All right, anyway, back to September 16th. I actually wrote that down here. <laughs> it was around noon when a horse-drawn carriage arrived on the financial district's busiest corner across from the J.P. Morgan Bank. I guess that was before cars were really a thing. Inside the wagon, there were 100 pounds of dynamite with 500 pounds of heavy sash weights. The dynamite exploded, sending the weights through the air. Okay, this is a direct quote from Wikipedia. Well, it's not a direct quote, but this is directly from Wikipedia. The wagon and horse were blasted into small fragments. (laughs) Good lord. I wrote that in all caps, too, because I was like, really? So it's gonna, you get, like, freaking splintered horse guts all over yeah. you. And so I wrote that, and then I wrote, how upsetting. Well, did the three people get fragmented, too? Or did they just die? <laughs> um, we'll talk about that in a second. Also, the day I was researching this was the day that I sent you... 
the now this video of the cell phone cover that reacts to touch. Mm, yeah. So I literally, I have in here, imagine reading this directly after seeing the now this video of the cell phone cover that reacts to touch. Like, I was already grossed out, and then I have to read about a horse being blown into <laughs> fragments. Oh, the one that was, like, the human Jesus. skin. Jesus. I thought you meant one of the ones that, like, if you, like, held it, that it, like, the heat one. No. Then when you said that, I remember the one that reacted the human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to read about a horse being fragmented in small pieces. Yeah. All right. Anyway, back to the bombing. The driver is believed to have escaped before the explosion went off. And the bomb caused $2 million worth of damage in 1920. You know, and guess how much that is today? You don't have to. I can just tell you if you don't want to guess. Mm-hmm. Two million in nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Probably like almost two billion now. No, not that much. Hundred million. No, less than that. About a quarter of that. Come on, math major. <laughs> that I am not. <laughs> it was twenty-five million today. But seriously, two million is a lot. Like. Especially since it was just a horse. It was done. The and horse the, oh, didn't ex- I mean, the horse exploded. <laughs> there was a hundred pounds of yeah, dynamite. <laughs> I got so hung up on the horse. I forgot about the dynamite. <laughs> and the weights. All I can think of is that you think it's like a horse just running through J.P. Morgan. Like, boom. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a fun episode to edit. Look at all those spikes. <laughs> all right, anyway, okay. Um, hmm. The damage destroyed most of the interior spaces of the J.P. Morgan building. Not the exterior, just the what interior. What is J.P. Morgan? This bank. Bank. Uh, the blast also caused a streetcar to derail that was a block over and sent debris soaring as high as the 34th floor. Damn. According to George Weston, a reporter, there was a mutilated body of a man lying in front of the steps leading up to the bank, as well as lifeless bodies in the street. Not Weston. <laughs> no. The History Channel article is quoted to say, quote, Wall Street was rendered a no-man's land of splattered blood, broken glass, and charred bodies. The air was thick with smoke and soot, and severed limbs littered the ground. Unquote. Oh my God. How many people died? Uh, well, wait, I don't remember how many. Oh, it's the next bullet point. If you could just please wait. Well, you said severed limbs. It must have been a lot of it littered the whole fucking block. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I, that, like, has to be a direct quote because it was just too good. <laughs> like, there's no way I could have paraphrased that and it been better. Yeah, no. 30 people were killed at the scene, and another 8 would later die from their injuries. Hundreds were injured, either burned or maimed by glass or sharp metal. I mean, that could almost be 120 limbs. Just littered. <laughs> I think that's what it, like, I, oh, this is so terrible. I think I actually laughed at that when I was typing it, because I was like, littered? Like, 
We'd be like, these poor people just died. And you're like, oh, the whole ground was just littered. Like, it was, like somebody just, like, threw trash out yeah, of their car. Yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. Uh, okay. The attack remained the deadliest attack on U.S. soil until the Oklahoma City bombings 75 years later. Holy shit. I know, right? On September 17th, postal workers found flyers that had been dropped in the financial district mailboxes that said, quote, remember, we will not tolerate any longer. Free the political prisoners, or it will be sure death for all of you. American anarchist fighters, end quote. And these letters bore resemblance to other letters that had been dropped after bombings in other U.S. cities in 1919. So, anyway. Terrorism has been alive and well for a long ass time. <laughs> Almost 100 years. <laughs> the police credited the plot to the Galenist. I'm probably saying that wrong, but we all know I can't talk, so. Or pronounce names. A gang of it. <laughs> See? Or talk whatsoever. <laughs> a gang of Italian anti-government anarchists. The Italian anarchists were led by Luigi Galeni. Galeni? I don't know. See? Yep. Who had been deported the previous year. But many believe the 1920 terror incident had been crafted by him. Sorry. Acid reflux. By him and his followers. However... No one claimed credit for the attack, and police never actually cracked the case. The FBI... This is so terrible. I know it's coming. Did they find him and his brother Mario? No. No, it's worse than that. So back in the 1920s, the FBI was not called the FBI. They were then the Bureau of Investigation, which was abbreviated BOI, which would be terrible in this day and age because Definitely. Be like, ya boy, every time I referred to them. <laughs> well, thank God they, uh, changed it. God. I don't know why we're going to hell. Anyway, the <laughs> FBI spent three years trying to crack the case and identify the driver of the wagon, but it went nowhere. One suspect, Edward Fisher, became... He did not create Fisher-Pricer, P.S. Just one I don't actually know that, but I would assume. <laughs> I feel like I would hope not. <laughs> became a, he became a suspect after police learned that he had been warning people to stay away from Wall Street in the days before the attack. Well, at least people were being warned. The body count could have been higher. Or they could have just ignored him. That's fair. Um... But, and police learned that this was something he had done before, so they dropped him as a suspect and had him committed to a psychiatric ward because he was mentally unstable. Even before they thought he was a suspect, LMAO, they didn't just commit him because he made the warnings. Just wanted that to be clear. Although, in that, at that point in history, I would rather go to prison than a mental hospital, because... Okay. <laughs> in 1944... Did... Sorry. You want to keep talking about prisons and mental hospitals? All right. In 1944, the FBI, or ya boy, <laughs> reopened the case and concluded, again, question mark, that the work was that of Italian anarchists or terrorists. They said it was most likely the work of... <laughs> the work of who? Uh, <laughs> Mario Buddha. <laughs> Mario and Luigi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Galenaeus, Galenist, um, whatever that word is. He was an associate of other famed anarchists, Nicola Sacco and Bartholomew Vanzetti. Did you mean Nikolai? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no. I don't know. I wouldn't say it that way because it's not an I at the end of his name. It's an A. Nicola? Yeah. Nicola. Nicola. So it sounds like they thought they were having a female and they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> it was thought this attack was revenge for the September 11th, 1920 indictment for the two f- for murder in a robbery gone wrong. Oh, so the two were indicted for murder. That just didn't make sense to me. Buddha. Not the god, but Mario. Fled to Italy shortly after the bombing and remained there until he died. Tragic. Literally wrote tragic. (laughs) Tragic. Swear. No one was ever charged in connection with this 1920 Wall Street bombing. And Wall Street opened the next day with the signs of the blast covered or swept away, including what could have been evidence. You know, they were just like, oh shit, get this arm out of the way. Sweep it up. Sweep it up. Give me a hand here. (laughs) What was that you said? Why are we going to hell? (laughs) Anybody got a hand? (laughs) I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was the one arm. Alright. People descended on the scene and sang America the Beautiful and the National Anthem. Just fill the streets with weirdos? I guess. <laughs> like how you call them weirdos? What? Just like, it's just random. Like, just like joining in the streets and start singing praise. It's a tragedy. That's true. It's, it's it, just like the, the guardrail at the Flight 93 memorial. Like, oh, that's true. <laughs> That was there that I signed. Well, yeah, all that shit got lit on fire. Yeah, they were supposed to make... They just did the... They have the wind chimes there now. It's like the Hall of Whispers or something. And they were going to do a a room with all the stuff from the thing. Well, somebody lit the storage shed on fire. That was nice. Anyway... Okay, so they descended, they sang, and there are still scars visible on the building today as the only monument to the incident. My final bullet point was, I want to be funny and end this like an Unsolved Mysteries episode, but I typically don't watch them, and let's be honest, it's a miracle I did this research before Heather and I were recording, so let's not go too far and think I was about to watch Unsolved Mysteries to quote it. (laughs) LMAO. 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 So... I don't know. But I could end it like a BuzzFeed episode. Right? And the mystery remains unsolved. unsolved. So. Do you remember learning about this ever? No. Okay, so it's not just me. No. I mean, not that you're the best person to go off of for anything. I feel like a lot of stuff that I learned, like, like I've heard about, like, shit that's happened, like, in our history. I'm like, we never learned about that. Yeah, I feel like they were just like, here's how shitty America was and still is. The end. 
I can't wait until, like, my nephews are old enough. And I'd be like, hey, bring me your history book. I want to see how they wrote stuff in there. So, speaking of, like, this generation, do you know that this the class entering this year of colleges, like, the graduating class of this year is, like, the first class to not know what... Night. They weren't in school whenever 9-11 happened, or weren't well, alive. Yeah. So they have no idea what, like, pre-9-11 was. You could go on an airplane with, like, a whole fucking bottle of conditioner. You, like, just flashed your driver's license. You're like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's not you. Come on, get on. <laughs> oh, you're bringing a case of beer? Go ahead. Take it. Just stick it under your oh, seat. Oh, is that a fully loaded pistol? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> just make sure the safety's on. And even if it's not, if it's not just don't shoot at the windows, because then we'll all die. Yeah. Somebody said that to me, and I was like, holy shit. I'm and then, old. like, you think of that, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't feel like it's been 18 years. No. No. Because I always feel like such a horrible person, because every year, there's that one person that's like, oh, do you remember what you were doing on 9-11? Yeah, I almost kicked Heather in the face. Yeah. But then I always remember after we went home, and... Good old George Bush. Good old, yeah. <laughs> That's so terrible. It's my mom that was terrible. I mean, like, it's like one of those things that, like, we... You, that's like, you needed it at that time. It was your mom, and but honestly, man. it was your brother. <laughs> like, your mom made the comment, and it was funny, and then your brother just took it away. <laughs> yeah. By mocking. Yes. Speaking of thrust, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I started watching Lucifer, uh-huh. and which I recommend. I might fall off the devil, but it's a pretty good show. <laughs> but he was, they did an interview with him. They did, did you ever see the thirst tweets? Uh-huh. <laughs> the one, it was like, <laughs> fuck me into the, fuck me through the wall. Oh. And he's like... <laughs> Well, he's like, you'd have to give me some time to do some kettlebell exercises. He's like, to get a powerful enough thrust. He's like, maybe we should start with a plaster wall. She's like, because I know I ain't going to get you through a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, um, there was an episode about that on TLC Sex Sent Me to the ER. Where, like, it was this heavy guy fucking this girl, and he just <laughs> smashed her head through Oh, goodness. <laughs> Alright, anyway. What do you got for us next time? That uh, was a lot of bullshit that had nothing to do with the topic. So back to murder, you know. <laughs> next up, I got the Canic Chase Forest. Canic Chase Forest. Are they chasing forests? No, it's waterfalls. Oh, <laughs> you know what TLC says. Don't do it. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes like you're used to. Is Forrest Gump in here? S-S-S-S-T. <laughs> Stop it. Forrest. Stop! <laughs> um, alright, well, until we go chasing waterfalls. Follow us on Instagram at inreference2podcast. On Twitter at inreference2. Gmail at inreference2podcast at gmail.com. Just... Just one email. Just send me an email. Just one, I beg of you. I need friends. She really does. I moved away. So I need friends. Even if they're virtual. 
Although, I freaking tweeted this morning, or not this morning, yesterday. And I got 23 likes and two retweets on it. What the hell did you tweet? <laughs> I, got, I got all I, my... I, 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 yes. That's what I tweeted. That's what I tweeted. Direct quote from Heather. I'm going to tweet that on our Twitter. Um... I put, got all the ATWWD podcast listeners episode downloaded for my four-hour drive. Oh, wow. And Christine and the ATWD podcast retweeted it. Oh, wow. Wow. I've never seen the hearts on my notification bar before. It's fun. It's <laughs> like, yes. Validate me. <laughs> Give me love. All right. Um, we also have a Patreon patreon.com backslash in reference to uh, the 23 of you that liked Heather's 23? Is that what you said? Is that what I said? I don't know. However many of you liked Heather's post, help us out. We would love to be at their level. I mean, it won't ever happen, but a girl can dream. A girl dreams a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so until next time.